Um, anything that I say here is not to be construed as medical advice because your situation is unique to you. Please um, consult with your primary care physician, your healthcare provider, and find out if the information contained here in this video is relevant to your particular situation. So today, I wanted to discuss a little bit about respiratory health. Respiratory health, it's very, very important, and a lot of times, I don't think, because it's so very commonplace, you know, it's like taking your next breath, you don't really think about it, that our focus on it isn't necessarily um, paramount until our attention is brought to it. So, you know, you ran a relay race, or you're susceptible to the pollen uh, and allergen counts in the air. Uh, where you live and then you know respiratory can be a different thing and that could be congestion in the sinuses be upper respiratory could be throat stuff and things like that but respiratory health is very important and why I would also say um, respiratory health is important respiratory health and the breath is one form of elimination okay so elimination of feces urine skin uh, via sweat and certainly certainly respiration breathing and there's a reason why we exhale um, carbon dioxide and the reason why we um, hopefully aren't wearing masks all the time um, oh speaking of speaking of found this little uh, found this little gem of a research paper yesterday that I thought I'd share with you and um, this research paper in particular is titled face masks in the COVID-19 era, a health hypothesis. Just like any good scientific paper, you gotta start out with a hypothesis. Um, really, I mean, it can be active, uh, um, it's, it's, it's on public, uh, what should I say, it's on the National Institutes of Health PubMed database, so anybody and everybody has access to this one. I'll, I'll do a close up here, just so you can go back through and pause it and you might take a look for yourself. It's a really good paper. Um, it's not crazy sciencey. I don't like anything that's over the top sciencey. Um, very readable. But in particular, um, it's about four or five pages um, at most. Four pages. In particular, um, there's a section on here called the efficacy of face masks. Okay, the efficacy. And I just wanted to read a couple lines from that. Um, just to let you know what in fact you know is organic cotton better than nylon better than this that and the other better than a you know one made out of hay let's find out okay so the physical properties of medical and non-medical face masks suggest that face masks are ineffective to block viral particles due to their difference in scale so the SARS-CoV-2 has a diameter of 60 nanometers to 140 nanometers, while medical and non-medical face masks thread diameter ranges from 55 micrometers to 440 micrometers. So SARS-CoV-2 can easily pass through any face mask, if we're talking about size here. In addition, the efficiency filtration rate of face masks is poor, ranging from 0.7% in non-surgical cotton gauze woven masks to 26% in cotton sweeter material. Uh, N95 face masks efficiency filtration falls to 
to 58% respectively, and even when small gaps in the mask and the face exist. So um, I thought that to be of a lot of interest, this paragraph right here. Um, not only that, but you know, breathing's kind of important if you're gonna be alive. Um, I found that out here recently. Uh, it's 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 very important to bring and and that CO two that we're bringing out we're bringing out um, we're breathing out CO two obviously, but we're also bringing breathing out um, a lot of CO two and and in particular any bugs that we have in our mouth. Let's say we just had a little bit of celery or lunch or whatever, you know that starts the process of bugs growing um, proliferating in our mouth. Some good, some bad, um, but the emphasis to brush two to three times per day. We aren't doing that just to make our teeth shiny white. We're doing that to cleanse the mouth of the bugs that might be in there. So, um, you know, there's there's um, what's called hypoxemia as a result of masks. Um, that, And then what that is, is that's a decrease in the partial pressure of oxygen inside your blood, okay? So normal, physiological, um, you know, assuming everything's right, you're, a healthy individual um, percentage of oxygen is usually 98 or 99 percent um, but when you are rebreathing the co2 that you would normally exhale because it's obstructed physically um, your tendency of partial pressure of carbon dioxide in the blood goes up and as a result kind of moves um, oxygen out of there so we're talking about hypoxemia or a low oxygen low oxygen environment so they have a little table here on the next page physiological and psychological effects of wearing a face mask and their potential health consequences which let me give you a little read read here so hypoxemia low oxygen hypercapnia which is increased co2 shortness of breath acidosis, decline in pH level, inflammation, um, immunosuppression. That's kind of an important because we're all supposed to be, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be supporting our immune system through all of all of this that's going on. And we're supposed to be, uh, oh, an increased muscle tension, it says here. You can also have increase in stress hormones, adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol, which is something I measure on usually all my patients, especially those that have high stress. You know, cortisol is usually usually can be dysregulated. Um, people from a psychological effect of, according to this paper of wearing face masks, is um, activation of fight or flight response, right? So you're um, run from a bear and gosh, I can't seem to wind down. I can't seem to uh, uh, be relaxed at the end of my day or my mind's constantly racing. Chronic stress condition, fear, mood disturbances, insomnia, fatigue, compromised cognitive performance. So um, those are the psychological effects. And then the health, the health consequences are a little bit far reaching, I think, you know, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, but um, the physiologic effects over time potentially could end up in those um, more dire uh, uh, medical conditions consequences because oxygen is primary and we aren't meant to breathe our, re-breathe re our own breath. Okay, so um, uh, another part of this this paper in particular says a systematic literature review estimated that aerosol contamination levels of face masks, including 13 
to 2,000, I'm sorry, 202,549 different viruses. Um, rebreathing contaminated air with high bacterial and toxic particle concentrations, along with decreased oxygen, low O2, hypoxemia, and high CO2, the hypercapnia, levels continuously challenge the body's homeostasis, that's its happy medium where it's usually at, causing self-toxicity and immunosuppression. Immunosuppression, wait, wait, aren't we supposed to, supposed to be building our immune systems up, helping our immune systems fight things, but yeah, huh. Interesting. Anyway, uh, the results show that there were no difference between wearing cloth masks, medical masks, and no masks for incidents of clinical respiratory illness and laboratory-confirmed respiratory viral infections. I found that to be very odd uh, and unusual, but um, it's very interesting, too. It's very interesting, um, you know... To be able to uh, to be able to have to comply with uh, certain measures that I think a lot of us know deep down don't hold their weight. Um, science a lot of times is used as a pariah. Um, you know, it's 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 a priesthood of sorts, right? So um, the those that are in favor, you know, and get behind the line and stuff like that, perhaps they have jobs to keep secure at places I higher up, so that they can make their seven hundred and eighty three thousand dollars a year or things like that but obviously that doesn't equate to science and um you know for me to say here and say well everybody needs a everybody needs a face mask well that's like everybody is going to respond the same if i prescribe this pharmaceutical drug right so i can expect that the same dose of the same drug amongst all people races colors creeds heights weights ages are going to respond the absolute positive same to this drug across the whole population demographic, okay? Because that's what we're saying when it comes to uh, a lot of uh, things that are suggested that everybody get um, <laughs> in, today's, uh, in today's world. Um, it's also the same too when it comes to the application of uh, wearing a mask. So I'll read this conclusion. Sorry if it gets along in the tooth. It's, you know, it's a, it's a little lengthy, but the conclusion of this medical hypothesis um, and again let me give you the journal name too before I read the conclusion this is from the yeah hypothesis medical hypotheses um, and this is by a uh, I'm guessing a gentleman at the cardiology division of the Veterans Affairs Palo Alto Healthcare System Stanford University Palo Alto California in the United States of America so um, probably somebody who's well read probably who uh, somebody who's 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 got a leg up as far as their intelligence. So the conclusion of this five-page paper, again, worth your read, go and do it. Um, the existing scientific evidences, evidences challenge the safety and efficacy of wearing face mask as preventive intervention for COVID-19. The data suggests that both medical and non-medical face masks are ineffective to block human-to-human -human transmission of viral and infectious disease such as SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19, supporting against the usage of face masks. Wearing face masks has been demonstrated to have substantial adverse physiological and psychological effects. These include, again, what we listed before, hypoxia, 
hypercapnia, low, low CO2, shortness of breath, increased acidity and toxicity, activation of fear and stress response, rise in stress hormones, immunosuppression, fatigue, headaches, declining cognitive performance, predisposition for viral and infectious illnesses, chronic stress, anxiety, and depression. Okay. Long-term consequences of wearing face masks can cause health deterioration, developing and progression of chronic diseases and premature death. So governments, policymakers, and health organizations should utilize proper and scientific evidence-based approaches with respect to wearing face masks when the latter is considered as preventive intervention for public health. I wonder if, I wonder if those, those guys on the higher ups are aware of this one. Something tells me that they are. Something tells me that they are. And you know, uh, this is only one paper. It is, it's only one paper, but it really speaks to the very, very basics of our being, which thrive off of um, normal ambient oxygen, um, low CO2, especially if we're able to exhaust that. Or, you know, we're like a car, we're, if we're started up and we're moving and we're going, we're getting rid of that CO2, we're getting rid of that exhaust. And that's part of the detoxification that, that's happening in our body. So when we obstruct that, um, patient used the analogy, I think it was Beverly Hills Cop, when you put a banana in the tailpipe of a car. Yeah, yeah, um, not good things actually. And the car won't run for very long. Uh, if it's complete, certainly if it's completely occluded, it might take a little bit, but it's too much. So with all that being said, um, I did, you know, and I often do my research, uh, my patients depend on me to do that, to be informed. Um, I wouldn't, I just wish the people, um, who were in charge of, of public health did their research, uh, when it came to the day to day of their there's constituents of the people that rely on them to make good, effective decisions regarding their health care, but I'm not so sure that's that's the case. Anyway, when it comes to respiratory health, there are a few things that you can do. Some people like to aerosolize um, essential oils, you know, in the air in their house. They're all antimicrobial, so antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral. Um, oh my gosh, antiviral, the big one. Holy cow. Any, and that's any, um, any essential oil. I think time has a little edge on the rest of the other essential oils. Um, you know, uh, definitely, um, definitely getting outside. Holy cow. Holy cow. Go get out, you know, outside today, Pacific Northwest, bright, sunny day, a rarity. It's actually spring's coming. So, um, all the more reason to go outside and do something that works your lungs too. And if you're outdoors, if you're outdoors, don't wear a face mask. Seriously, I mean, unless unless you're on, you know, somebody's property and they're, you know, tyrannical and they won't allow you to be on their property or something like that, then you know, do do what you do what you need to do as far as that's concerned. But, um, yeah, that and then um, there's some actual there's some good lung health herbs, um, hyssop, uh, mullein, uh, whorehound. Um, really, really good long tonic herbs. Um, they just they just really um, help to the pleural lining of the lung. They help to decrease inflammation if any inflammation is associated with that. Um, if you're in a job where you're wearing masks all day, uh, you know gargle salt water at night for the throat. 
Um, salt water is a great, uh, a good one, especially if it's irritated like that. If it gets too irritated, go see a doc because it could be strep because we're all rebreathing this stuff. Um, there's great mouthwashes that contain silver, elemental silver in them that I would recommend gargling because silver in particular is very, very antibacterial, um, antiviral, antifungal too. Um, and it's not like you're, I mean, it's safe, of course. There, you know, there's diatomaceous earth in there, um, bentonite clay, and things like that inside a mouthwash that can really help to uh, um, kill and or purge the throat of some, some things that don't belong there. Um, but getting outside and obviously being adequately hydrated too. Adequately hydrated goes a long way when it comes down to it. So sorry to... Um, it's important. It's important. You know? I mean, for crying out loud. Um, I don't see it going back to normal anytime soon. And that's being optimistic. Okay? So because I'm a pretty optimistic guy, I took the test that, that told me I'm an optimist as opposed to a pe pessimist. But, um, but based in reality, right? Based in reality. Anyway, um, we've got a great glutathione IV here too. Um, glutathione, sorry. Uh, NAC. NAC for those without a sulfur energy. N-acetylcysteine is a great precursor. Um, it's a mucolytic. Um, I use that in my practice. Um, uh, I recommend it for um, certainly congestion, allergies, and also for lung health. Um, NAC can go quite quite away, or you can just skip the NAC, which is the precursor to glutathione, um, the body's most powerful antioxidant. We do a glutathione push here. Glutathione, um, it's great for the entire excuse me, entire body, um, but it has an affinity for the lungs too. So it works uh, either way. It works oral. Um, IVs, of course, kind of permeate the whole body. It can actually cross the, cross the blood-brain barrier, which is really nice in the IV form. Um, traditional medicinals has some great respiratory tea, okay? So, and I don't mind plugging that brand because they use medicinal grade um, herbs and um, you know they can be found at, at your local shopping center um, store, grocery store. Anyway, I think I've said enough. Just, if anybody has any questions, you can certainly certainly ask. Um, maybe Jessica, maybe we could. I don't know if we could do this. Maybe we could put the uh, reference for this particular paper in the show notes, or where people could click on it, or somewhere because I think it'd be beneficial. It's it's a really nice hypothesis. Anyway, I'm Dr. Moreland. Thanks for joining me today. It's good to see you back, too. It's good to see you back. Um, you can reach us here at Purity Health if you'd like to make a point with myself, Dr. Young, Dr. Fitzpatrick. Juan does acupuncture. He's great. Uh, Wendy Ellen does um, what you call massage and medical massage, and she's great, a licensed massage practitioner. Uh, everybody else is great, too. Just the functions, running the phones, front desk, on and on. But you can reach us here. 425-338-2357 or you can catch us on the web at doctors oh well whoa 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 that's sorry that's the email address let's go purityhealth.net purityhealth.net see this is what happens when you don't do this for four and a half weeks in a row anyways hope you guys uh learned something from that and i'll see you back next wednesday less farmer ask and we'll do it again adios